good evening, wrestling fans. Welcome to Hager Seppin and Hershey's Hill High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. Once again, we're live from the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill, Rex Burlong, Dane Filling. In this first section, session, we're joined by Coach A.J. Calvert. And uh, big show on tap tonight, Dane. Uh, not a lot of guests in person, but a lot of phone-in calls. Yeah, we've got uh, three different uh, phone interviews in the first, second, and third periods. And um, our next show next week will be again on Monday, February 8th. And uh, I want to let everybody know that on February 16th, our show uh, should be February 15th. I'm sorry. February 15th, our show will include uh, a guest interview with Robert Falcons again. And he's going to have all the details for what's going to happen at the IHSAA state finals. As of right now, the only information that we have is that there's going to be a split session on Friday. Right now, that's the only change that's been mentioned as far as the actual wrestling goes. We expect 106 to 145 to be at noon uh, in the hours uh, following that, and then uh, 152 to heavyweight starting at 7 p.m. Uh, is the last, n- last time that I saw, I'm pretty sure. Um, so we would assume that means no Parade of Champions, uh, which I think we all kind of assumed wasn't going to happen this year. And uh, we're still hoping to get our show in our pre-state finals. It's going to be a mid-state final show, I guess. I don't know if it's going to be from the main arena, if it's going to be from the bowels of Bankers Life Fieldhouse, or if it'll be up at the top. But hopefully Mr. Falcons will, will help us out. And we're willing to do whatever it takes to broadcast whatever we can. And uh, we uh, also know that there are going to be some tickets available. So uh, for Bruce Teamy, who's working on year number 49, that's good news. But uh, we still don't know what the logistics of that are going to be as far as assigned seating, general admission, whether it's going to be by school, all of those types of things. So, hey, we do have some guests here that have showed up. And we've got AJ. AJ, what's on your mind today? Adams County has gone from orange to yellow. We have gone back to where you can have many more people at events and gatherings and we don't know what's going to happen in Indianapolis, the county there. So right now to make a call on this is kind of early. Uh, they may decide that we're going to do this with everybody there. 16,000 people you can put in the, in the assembly and into the banker's life. I don't know. I, I'm just not ready to say that's the way it's going to be. And we think that's why Robert Falkins is not going to tell us anything until the 16th. And, and, that's his call, and we'll, we'll just go with what he goes well, with. We're going to live with it, and we're very happy the, yeah. just that we've got a sectional in. Yeah, as other states around us are just getting started to finish their fall sports season, we're only three weeks away from completing uh, swim, girls' basketball, and wrestling without a hitch. So, you know, we've got to be thankful for, for what we've had. Uh, I was not there on Saturday, as you know, but you guys were. How was the crowd Saturday at Jay County? It looked to me like there were as many people there as I've seen in the last several years on both sides of the bleachers, about somewhere between half and three-quarters full. And I can't remember it being any more than that. What about you, Rex? Did, did you actually hear the official? Was it unrestricted or was they letting No, they had a limited number of t- – they had tickets available per wrestler. So each team, I think, had maybe – Two per wrestler and and, and – cheerleader and scorekeeper and right. coach and whatever but after that i think they had another 400 four or 500 tickets available. now when you guys got there was a lot was there a line outside no, there was we, not we got there pretty early okay well <laughs> i know that they were sp- going to open the doors for tickets at seven we got there at seven thirty, and there was no line okay so i would expect that it will be roughly the same 
uh, as you're going to have the same amount of wrestlers, really, as we know that we really had sort of an eight-team sectional because Southern Wells didn't really have a whole lot of guys combined with, three. Combined with Union City and Blackford's forfeits. Um, you still have an eight-man bracket, so it's really going to be the same amount of, of, of wrestlers. You're just going to have twice as many teams. You know, they had the crowd up in the upper deck, and they kept them out of the lower bleachers, so that may have gave it the appearance that the crowd was, was larger because they kept all the teams down in the lower arena. But like AJ said, it looked very similar to what we'd seen in sectionals in the past. So what's your, uh, what's your big takeaway, AJ? What was the one moment that, that really sticks in your mind and 10 years from now when you talk about this sectional you're going you're gonna to recall? There were two things, actually. I was really looking forward to the match at 170 to see what Duke Myers, after being out for two years with multiple surgeries, how he was going to be able to perform under the lights, under the, you know, for, for a big moment. And uh, he just went out and... It like he turned a switch. It, it was like he was wrestling for a national title and not a sectional title. And you could just see it in his eyes. And it was over before it started. That was one. And two was Dalton Robinson, who probably has never won a tournament in his life and maybe 10 or 12 matches in his life. And he goes out and defeats a very competent opponent in both the semis and the finals and wins a sectional championship his junior year, and I've never seen a kid more excited and more thrilled about coming off the mat a winner. And his teammates as equally as thrilled about it. Yeah, I remember last year at sectional how excited his teammates were when he and Mason Murphy both advanced to to regional by finishing fourth. I mean, people were jumping up in the air and uh, to see him win, and I think it's a good point too. Let's not slight Carter Lewis. Uh, we're going to be talking to A.J. Bradley later on from Muncie Central. He's been talking about Carter Lewis all year because A.J. has a great heavyweight. He's really hoping that he gets a chance to win regional and maybe get a shot at going down to state. And all year, A.J.'s been asking me, what about Carter Lewis? What did Carter Lewis do? You know, a very good opponent. And Dalton stuck to his game plan. Uh, he gets the penalty point. He knows that he doesn't even need the takedown. And, and he does what he needs to, to do to win. He stayed active enough, stayed in position, and, and did not get any stalling warning calls and, and wrestled a very smart match. And as AJ is talking about Duke, I actually just got an email from him. I don't know if he's listening now, but I sent him some questions earlier for uh, the article in The Democrat, and uh, I would like to read what, uh, a little bit of what he just sent me. He said, this weekend was a very special one for me. As you already know, I haven't competed in almost two years. To get back on the mat alone is a blessing from God. I haven't heard of many athletes coming back and competing at a high level after five major surgeries and two years of no competition. He said that getting back and winning sectional was indeed a lot of fun, but his goals don't stop there. So, and I think we, uh, we saw that on, on Saturday that he's ready to go. And I, I know the, my takeaway from it was that, you know, I had not seen Duke Russell in a long time. Cause None of us had, because <laughs> Because even when he was small, I was someplace else. But um, he – was just so, so sharp and so crisp. AJ had the match, and um, when he hit a couple of moves, just so quick, duck unders, and he scored like 21 points in that first match. And you could tell that, that he kind of tasked himself a little bit, uh, got, started getting a little bit worn because he'd scored so many points. And uh, he got out of position a couple of times and he just gave up points because he didn't want to go to his back or something. Or he just, I don't, know, he's, I don't think he's still real confident with his hip situation. So anytime he felt like he was in trouble, he just gave up some points, but quickly come out of it. Uh, a couple of his takedowns were just, so quick, uh, the takedown in the finals that, that took uh, Curry to his back, I had 
looked down to write something um, and looked up and Curry was on his back and asked him, just, what happened? He said, just snapped him down and kind of over on him. Well, um, the, the uh, Paul that takes pictures for down south. Tincher? No, uh, what's his name? Oh, used to run a cameras for the other guys. But he took a picture and he had some website, and he had one caught just as Duke was, was hitting it. Just perfect position. It's like, I mean, I, I was so impressed that his – sharpness his quickness was still there and his his uh, you know technical moves was just phenomenal well speaking of pictures you know i wasn't there on saturday but thankfully the better employee of the decatur daily democrat grace shyman was there and uh, i'll tell you if you get a copy of tomorrow's decatur daily democrat you don't need to read my story about what happened to duke uh, with duke you just need to look at the picture that she took because the look on his face and the way he's flexing his muscles uh, after the win, it's a perfect picture. It's front and center on tomorrow's paper, so make sure you grab a copy. And I think one of the things that A.J. brought to light was the fact that Duke was wrestling meant that somebody else wasn't. Um, and he spent some time talking to Alec Mowry, and, and, I mean, that was a good story too. Yeah, um, it just a, a, a bad situation where a young man, a junior who's been wrestling all year at the varsity level, uh, he knows that there's a chance that he could be taken out at the end of the year when someone who's injured comes back into the lineup, and that's part of wrestling. And Duke uh, wrestled him off twice, had to beat him twice to win the spot. But that's been weighing on Alec's mind. Uh, Alec wrestled Duke twice, did not win either match. Did, and then Alec chose not to go up and challenge at 182. So he said, no, nah, that's, that's enough. I'm we're done here, and I wondered how he was going to react, what his, what his mindset was going to be. But talking to the coaches, he showed back up at practice the next day and the day after and the day after, continued to wrestle hard, make everybody better, and like Coach Myers says, he's a hammer up there. He's the hammer. He's the guy putting it on. So our congratulations to Alec, and hopefully next year he can find a spot and be ready to go and uh, – continue on this championship run that Belmont's been on. Yeah, it's certainly a problem that's not going to go away as nobody uh, from obviously there were no seniors in the lineup. So uh, you've you've nobody. got you've got you've got those guys and the, you know, they're not going to add a weight class next year for somebody to get up there. So it's going to be the same problem, but I, I still think it's a good problem. Next year we're going to have a lot more duels. Um, there's going to be an opportunity, you know, for uh, somebody to wrestle at Al Smith that may not wrestle in the state tournament. There may be a time at the state duels, those types of things. And, I, you know, for this year, you were either varsity or you weren't. There weren't a whole lot of JV matches that we had. So I think uh, that's going to be a plus next year. I tweeted out something Saturday night. I was sitting there looking at all the tweets come across, and I tweeted out something about Zane Bodkins. AJ and I both thought that he wrestled a really good tournament. He took Jacob Platner within two points, and he was one position could have had to take down, and he had the ability and the determination to beat Jacob Platner that day and fell a couple points short. But I think Botkins and AJ and I said, you know, most improved wrestler from, from match one to today and, and has just made leaps and bounds in his wrestling ability. He was always very athletic, very strong, just has learned more about wrestling and has really advanced. Yeah, and last year he was kind of on the fringe of the JV team, and there was a couple times where I'm not sure he went to all the tournaments and, and didn't show up and wasn't all the way there for the team the whole time but it, this year he comes in and he was up i think the first two matches that we saw him wrestle and then he ended up getting pinned on both had his opponent on their back and we're thinking you know oh here's a you know here's a, a guaranteed six points that we're going to give up every time but man from the time you know january even 
starting at Team State till now, it's it's incredible how much he's he's gained and how much more confidence we have just uh, when he walks out on the mat. Now, Dane, you weren't there, but something happened in the finals on Saturday that you may spend the rest of your life watching wrestling matches and may never see again. And that's where your wrestler has been getting dominated for five minutes and 30 seconds. He's trailing in the match 7-0, hasn't had a smell in scoring, and wins the match. Now, how does that happen? I talked to Coach Sprunger about that after the match was over. I explained to him that back in my day, I probably cost Belmont a state title by not telling my young man at 138 just to run. Just a, you've got a point lead. There's 10 seconds to go. You've got no stalling warnings. Just circle. Just run. They, they, he can't take you down. If you know you're going to win, and that would have been enough. But Sprunger told his told his young man, "Let him go. Get another takedown." And I thought that that Manley had earned that escape. I thought Manley had scored the escape on his own. But I think the Bluffton wrestler gave. Cut it, kind of, kind of halfway cut him, and then went in for the another takedown, just like Coach Sprunger told him to do. When Manley caught him in a rip, kid was in deep on his hips. Manley ripped him out right to his back, and eventually the old man on the mat calls the pin with two seconds left on the clock. So you're not going to see that in a championship match. Garrett emailed me today and said it's the first chin rip he'd ever hit in a match. <laughs> <laughs> nice time to use a practice one. I had emailed him on Friday when I knew that I wasn't going to be there on Saturday, and my email was very, very short. But what it said was, uh, stay tough, don't give up to the very last second. You're going to impress people. <laughs> the last two seconds. He emailed me yesterday, and he said, boy, this aged well. <laughs> so, Rex, we had a great meal uh, here earlier, eating the special, the Italian sandwich, as always. Uh, great. And, AJ, you got an ad to read for Double Eagle? No, you no. just talk about the double eagle. Six ninety nine special, like always, and uh, Dane and I are kind of partial to the tots. Yeah, if it's French fries or tots, it's tots here. I think you're right. I, you got to go with the tots. Although you get more fries, you, well, Rex could eat the fries, but the rest of us can't. I like the possibly. tots. I like the tots. Yeah. Hey, by the way, downstairs is Cross Creek Golf Club, and if you'd like to show up, you need to go on a Tuesday, a Thursday, or a Saturday. Until at least March the 1st. And then Dennis will be open every day. And they're open noon till 5, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Now's the time you can buy gift certificates, memberships. You can check out some uh, equipment down there, balls, gloves, uh, shirts. They've got, they've got a lot of stuff down there. And if you'd like to have an outing this year. And uh, why would I have an outing? Well, because I want to raise a couple thousand dollars for my church or my organization or my club, and it's fun. And Cross Creek will do all the work. So come on in, check out the dates, figure out when you can do this, and Dennis will hook you up. And between Dennis and I, we'll make sure that you have a lot of fun, make a lot of money for your organization. With that, the weigh-in period has ended. We're going to send it back to the studio to Steve Rouse running the board for us. As always, we'll be back with our special guests for the first period right after this. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home 
as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. Enjoy neighborhood living and peace of mind for your family in a two-bedroom, one-bedroom, or studio apartment at Adams Woodcrest Assisted Living. New address, new home, new life with household amenities including menu choices and times tailored to your liking. A family room with fireplace and bistro, laundry and housekeeping services. A state-of-the-art response system and medication reminders are included too at Adams Woodcrest Assisted Living, 1300 Mercer Avenue in Decatur. For a private tour, call High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. Once again, we're live again, live from the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. And uh, Rex Burlong, Dane Filling, and Coach Calver still with us. And we have two special call-in guests. Uh, Dane, you'd mentioned to me earlier before, 20 years ago, if you thought that the uh, two coaches from EMD would want to be on our radio show, I'd have said no way in Blue Blazes. But guess who's on the phone with us? It's uh, Coach Mike Gable and Coach Randy Helford from uh, Evansville Modern Day, gentlemen. Thanks for calling in tonight. Well, thanks for having us. And you're right that this would have been uh, not a good prediction made back in the good old days, but uh, a lot of time and a lot of respect since then. So happy to be here. Well, Coach, we uh, certainly appreciate you coming on our show last year before the state finals, and uh, you've brought a guest. So why don't you introduce uh, Randy Helfrick for us and tell us a little bit about your time together? Well, Randy and I started coaching together when I took the job over back in the 70s, and uh, we had quite a run together, a lot of fun, a lot of heartbreak, and uh, I think the, the program did progress. And Randy, of course, was he was our JV coach, but we were co-coaches along the way. There's no question about that. Uh, Randy has had compiled uh, an unbelievable JV record of 450 and zero. So uh, when they talked about how good modern day was it from time to time, they said, well, there's a better coach right over there in the same mat, same practice. <laughs> Hall, of, Hall of Famer, by the way, right? Yeah, Randy's in the Hall of Fame, uh, and I was fortunate to be put on that as well. Well, Coach, uh, we have saw a little bit of modern day on the mat uh, this weekend when IU was wrestling Penn State. We saw Kyle Luigs. Uh, wrestle a pretty close match with Ramon Bravo Young from Penn State. How uh, how closely do you follow uh, the modern day guys as they as they head on to the Big Ten? Well, I, I think we're fortunate now that Big Ten Network does have a lot of the matches on, and anytime uh, they're tuned into where we have wrestlers, or I'm sure same in in your area, we we try to watch it. It's really growing uh, in this area as far as Friday night and. Sunday afternoon and, and different times as far as the uh, collegiate rest. So happy that it's back. So right. yes, we follow we follow Louis and uh, we got a couple guys wrestling elsewhere too. So we try to keep uh, in touch, at least knowing what they're doing. And Randy follows it like a religion, so he can say something else. <laughs> well, <about it. clears throat> the match is on Saturday. The double duel with uh, 
Penn State against Indiana and Northwestern. We're actually on BTN Plus, so that's another avenue that uh, uh, wrestling fans can use to see their favorite team. Uh, worth worth looking into. Um, but yeah, Kyle Luggs, uh, actually, Modern Day has a young man that's wrestling at Purdue. Uh, McCartney Parkinson has uh, gotten a couple matches, and and uh, I believe he's 2-0. and uh, So uh, excited about that as well. Yeah, and we'll be going over the uh, Purdue and IU Big Ten schedule later on in our show. Uh, I know IU, I think, has a uh, a triple header on uh, Saturday or Sunday. I don't remember which. Um, they wrestle Michigan State, Rutgers, and Nebraska. Um, so will definitely be good. And, you know, it's talking about uh, 20 years ago and predictions. If you would have told me that 20 years ago I could walk into Belmont High School and, and have several teachers who aren't involved in the wrestling program talk to me about what happened in Big Ten wrestling over the weekend, you know, <laughs> That would have been crazy, too, but, you know, it's the way it is. And uh, some of our coaches have done a nice job of putting together some NCAA pools um, to get people interested. But there are people who are interested, in, and it's a great production value. Uh, BTN does a great job with it, and it's, uh, it's really nice to be able to see guys that you followed through high school in Indiana to see them wrestling on the stage in the Big Ten. Right. With uh, Joe and uh, Nick Lee wrestling for Penn State and then uh, – Lots of Indiana talent throughout the Big Ten. Uh, Mason Paris, um, Braden Lee, you know, Chad Red, uh, and more. I'm sorry, I, I don't mean to leave anybody out. But, Stefan Misic. Uh, Davidson. And I use really chock full of good recent uh, Indiana wrestlers, and, and they're doing quite well. Right. They gave Penn State a run for the money this weekend, so it's, it's pretty amazing, really. And, I think it's DJ Washington that scored the big upset against uh, Penn State's fabulous freshman. Yes, that was that was a very good duel between IU and Penn State for sure. Yeah. So, Coach, we um, are celebrating Belmont's 44th sectional victory, and uh, we were unable to make up any ground on Modern Day, who's first on the all-time list. Tell us a little bit about how the Wildcats yeah, did this weekend. Yeah, you guys fell off the board. You only had 14 get through with 12 champions. What the heck? <laughs> Modern Day looked very good, I thought, Saturday. Uh, advanced all 14 wrestlers, and uh, they scored over 330 points. I know Cathedral did as well, but... Uh, and I know Belmont did won their section also. We we follow uh, pretty closely, but our, I thought our uh, wrestlers performed to ability, and I think coaches uh, Schaefer and Jeremy Gable and the other coaches do a good job of controlling what they can. And those guys are ready to go. They're going one match at a time, and they seem to be primed for the next few weeks, I hope. Now, uh, down in your neck of the woods, you've got uh, a new coach down there in your sectional, and that's an old friend of ours, Randy Kirby, who's now the head coach at Evansville Central. Yes, and he had some unfortunate luck with, I think, his premier wrestler uh, tore his ACL uh, last week, so he did not get to wrestle. And I think he might have considered been a considered a favorite to win at 170, so uh, Kemper's his name. That's a, that's a shame. But, yes, welcome to the – uh, Southern Indiana fraternity. I hope he likes it okay down here. Well, I, I can add to that, uh, Mike, because uh, I had some messages going back and forth with Randy, and he said that when he was up at Columbia City, he tried to emulate what Belmont was doing. 
And he said, now that he's down in Evansville, he said, you can tell which teams have it and which teams don't have it. He is so uh, in awe and respects the uh, Evansville area and the wrestlers and mo- what Modern Day has done. So I can tell you that he is very uh, proud to be down in that area and wants to uh, become as good as some of the coaches in that area down there. Well, thanks. But, you know, back in our time, in our day, uh, when we first got started, the team that Modern Day looked to, Blue other than South. Delta at that time, was obviously Belmont. And what what great matches we had. And just uh, two great programs didn't care for each other too much when they competed against each other. But the respect is just fantastic. And it's because I think uh, they're quite similar in so many ways. Uh, I've got a uh, last year's or 2018-19 uh, program from Belmont that Rex gave me, and I was able to read through it and see some of the names of the great wrestlers in Belmont history. And man, it just brings a lot of great memories. Uh, fantastic athletes, and uh, yeah, a lot of not so great memories for us too. We took some, we took some thumpings from some of them. Well, you may have taken some thumpings early, but you certainly. Dished out a lot of thumpings later. I think you're back on the more than even side right now, coaches. Well, we still have that respect, and we wish Belmont. I, I hope both teams are right there in the running. Uh, the last, uh, the last matches on Saturday up at uh, Banker's Life because, you know, that's the way it should be. Modern Day and Belmont going at it. I think uh, Belmont's uh, downfall a little bit is the the size that. Evansville has for that area. I, we just don't have that drawing power. I think our, our our area in our town is a little bit too small. I think Evansville is a little bit bigger uh, venue to draw wrestlers from. I, I just think that you have a little bit of advantage there. Well, we we still have a great feeder program, and down here, uh, Randy and I were able to coach two outstanding wrestlers. Greg's two-time state champion. Schaefer is our head coach now, but. Uh, Blake Meyer was a four-time state champion for us, and Matt Coughlin was a two-time state champion. Both went on to wrestle collegiately in the Big Ten, and they run a, an academy here locally. And a lot of the area wrestlers, not just modern day, but they get a, a, a real good education and and some really, uh, I think, just excellent coaching inside their own programs and, of course, with the academy. That should make everybody better. I mean, you want the the best kids to come to your school, but the better everybody else is, the the the, the better you know the higher your level is going to be. And you know, coach, a, a segue to that. Uh, we've got an ad to read later on about uh, Tim Myers' uh, academy that he has here in Decatur, and he was sending me some statistics as you talk about Greg Schaefer, and we know that they're really good friends. Uh, yes, they are. Twelve of the fourteen champs for uh, our sectional were uh, wrestlers this year in uh, in Tim's Madman Wrestling Academy. Well, that, that include his son. <laughs> it did include his son. Yes, yes, it did. Wow, that's an amazing story. But Greg he he didn't me. wrestle. You know, he didn't wrestle in the academy for the last two years. <laughs> yeah, he didn't see a whole lot of mat time, obviously, with his injury. But uh, you right. know, that's the kind of thing that in today's sport that you need is that sort of regional training ability, especially outside of the Indianapolis or the region uh, where, you know, you've got to bring the best guys from various schools to each other to, to help them get better. I think you're exactly right. And it just, I think you mentioned the competition level 
uh, every wrestler wants competition, and that's, that's how you get better. It's, it doesn't really benefit anyone when there's uh, a team overpowering, totally overpowering, where they don't have to work very hard. But every wrestler is on his, uh, at his best and focused when he steps on the mat. That makes a difference. And these different uh, academies are just giving everyone in Indiana, I think, uh, a step up or foot up as far as some of the competition. So, Coach, as we uh, get ready to say goodbye and head to our next segment, I do want to plug your um, opportunity to uh, call the bracket reveal with uh, Greg Rakestraw in a couple weeks. We watched the uh, girls' basketball bracket reveal, and i got to tell you, the wrestling one's a lot better, and you add a lot to it. <laughs> but uh, is that still going to be you and Greg on that Sunday afternoon? Well, unless you want to join us. <laughs> <laughs> it, would, it would be nice to have more input from the different corners. Right now, I'm scheduled to be on it, and Greg does a great job. And Heath Shanahan produces the show. And I think the IHSA is, you know, the, the pageantry and the, the greatness of the state tournaments that we have and being able to wrestle at Banker's Life and having that great voice of Kevin Whitehead. It just it doesn't get any better. I know it's going to be a question with the crowd this year. It's sad, but you know what? We're still wrestling, and these guys have a chance to to uh, do their very best in front of a television crowd. And, of course, some of the folks from home will be able to go too. Coach, uh, we like to, We were kind of surprised when Dane said that you were one of our biggest fans, and we picked up another fan this, this season. It happens to be uh, Commissioner Robert Falcons, who has asked to come back on our show a couple more times this year, one time to give us some more updates on how the state final is going to run. But uh, uh, Dane and I are kind of humbled for the fact that uh, all the corners of the state have tuned into our little radio show that's become quite popular. Well, you did a nice job with Mr. Falcons. I listened to that broadcast, and he uh, he was noncommittal on the crowd. But, you know, I talked to Commissioner Paul Knighty. He was at the Evansville Sectional, and he said that the HSA wants this thing to go. They want to open it up for more fans. And he gave a lot of credit to Governor Holcomb to see the value of high school athletics and the value of putting this, this wrestling match uh, out to the people so they can – have some sense of normalcy and pride and and uh, we can get through all these other things and still our, our athletes are able to compete. So you did a great job with your show with, with Robert. I hope you do get him back on. Yeah, I think he's going to join us in two weeks as he's going to be able to then give us the details as best he can four or five days before the event. And uh, we certainly look forward to listening to you and Greg on Sunday for the bracket reveal, and then obviously on Saturday night, those who are watching uh, Fox Sports Indiana and not listening to Rex and AJ, unfortunately. <laughs> I don't know why anybody would choose not to listen, but uh, is it going to be Mark Janes again with you and, and Greg and Blake uh, Maurer? Uh, that's the, the schedule right now. So hopefully, you know, I think we do work well together. But I have to say uh, – it's amazing that you still have broadcast for – did you do the entire sectional on we did. Saturday? Yes. On live, broad, on live radio? About six hours worth, Coach. Wow. wow. That's awesome. That is fantastic. We don't even hardly sometimes get a mention on the local news. And uh, you guys are going move by move. That's fantastic. That's Appreciate it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. We're going to be doing the regional the same thing we'll do. Every session, and then semi-state, the same thing. We may miss one of the sessions, uh, although last year I think we 
covered every everything, everybody from start to finish, and then the state the same way. And we do we do always thank our uh, station owner who really puts. Uh, a lot of effort behind sports on radio. Every night of the week you can turn on it's girls basketball, it's boys basketball, uh, wrestling and uh, football in the fall. And it's it's one thing that our area is really fortunate to have because a lot of areas do not have that kind of coverage on any level. Yeah. You, you wouldn't want to move to Evansville, would you? <laughs> what, what's it pay? Hey, by the way, if you're going to ask Dane to be on the show, go ahead. He'll be there in a heartbeat. <laughs> I laugh because Greg Rakestraw emailed me a couple weeks ago, and he said, hey, do you want to do a, a broadcast with me? I'm like, sure, I'd do it. Well, it's at Lafayette Central Catholic on a Tuesday night. And I'm thinking, <laughs> how am I supposed to make it to Lafayette Central Catholic on a Tuesday night? Well, but, just, uh, you're going to take a, take a sick day, I, I think. I think so. Well, Coach, we thank you for joining us, and we've got to move on to our next uh, – Okay. Uh, our next segment, we're going to be joined by Tony Abbott, former, former Muncie South wrestler who oh, yeah. has just won well, the first sectional in school history at Cowan High School, which is kind of incredible and uh, incredible. really looking forward to talking to him. So thank you very much for joining us. Well, thank Thanks you for, for having, having us. us. Take care, guys. You take care. One of the many civic-minded sponsors for this year's Coaches Show is the Weber family. Brad, Mary, Blake, and, of course, the big guy, Moose, Moose, the puppy, they know the value of organized sports in our community and have volunteered to help sponsor these broadcasts. We'd like to give a huge shout-out to the Weber family along with all of our sponsors in helping make our Wrestling Coaches Show a reality. So if you get a chance, please patronize our sponsors and give the Webbers a heartfelt thanks. With that, we'll send it back to the studio to run a round of message. We'll be back with the second period right after this. Hi, this is Jessie from Heller Nursery. Heller Nursery is located four miles west of Decatur in between 224 and 124 on 400 West. We are open all winter long. Come check out our large selection of house plants. We have snake plants, succulents, ficus, and so many more. Heller Nursery is always a season ahead, so stop in during the winter months to plan for spring. New crops are available weekly. Check out Heller Nursery's Facebook page for current selection and specials. We are open seven days a week, year-round. When you're doing new construction or remodeling and you need drywall, the name to call is Paul Baker Drywall. Paul Baker Drywall does championship caliber work and gives you free estimates. Paul uses all the latest styles for your approval and his work is always guaranteed. Give Paul a call today at 701-4388. That's 701-4388. When it's time for drywall, use the best Paul Baker Drywall. Know the warning sign. Know the difference and get help fast. Call 911 immediately if you experience these symptoms of stroke. Numbness or weakness of face, arm, or leg. Trouble speaking or seeing. Dizziness or loss of balance. Sudden severe headache. Symptoms of heart attack including chest pain, lightheadedness, nausea, jaw, neck, stomach, or back pain. Pain in the arm or shoulder or shortness of breath. Don't take a chance with your health. Allow Adams Memorial Hospital to safely serve you. Welcome back to the Haggard Center Hershey's Hill High School Wrestling Weekly. And uh, Dane and AJ, after speaking with one of the legends of high school wrestling uh, coaches in the state of India, Indiana, tough act to follow, but I think this next young man who uh, I refereed his matches when he was just a little kid uh, has pulled off quite a feat. Dane, and uh, if you want to introduce this next guest, go right ahead. Yeah, we're going to be speaking now for the second time this season with Tony Abbott, head coach of the Cowan Blackhawks. And I remember that because I'm wearing the shirt today, Tony. He looks like, Big, right. Bird. He looks like Big Bird. 
So, Coach, uh, we were just talking about 20 years ago, the idea of, of Mike Gable calling in to a Decatur High School Wrestling Show to talk as a guest would have been a dumb idea. I told Rex that 10 years ago to bet that Cowan would win a wrestling sectional would have been quite a bet to make, but here we are. It's January 2021, and you guys are sectional champs. Well, isn't that amazing? A lot of hard work went into that. Well, yeah, we've been we've had the team. This is our fifth season, um, but you know, as most coaches know, you know, we started with these kids when they were in the second and third and fourth grade. So it's not really been five years. We've been we've been working with these kids for a while, and and now they're just starting to to get ripe and ready to go. So, Coach, uh, as we go through this second period of our show with you, I thought we might run through some of your regional qualifiers as you meet up with Belmont a couple times and uh, just give uh, our listeners a little bit of a preview as to what to expect. And looking at 106, it's right off the bat, very first match of the day. It's going to be your sectional champ, Rafe Keith, against uh, Belmont's Bryce Rickard. Tell us a little bit about Mr. Keith. Um, well, uh, Rafe is, ha- you know, he's, he's, he's a twin, and... Uh, if you've ever been around twins in a wrestling room or, or just um, anywhere, they're they're pretty mean and nasty. So, um, and and they get it honestly. You know, they they, they compete at everything they do. So, um, he's a he's a hard nosed competitor. Um, I I think I, I don't know how many wins he has. I know he has one loss. He's uh, maybe twenty five, twenty six, and one or something. Um, he's he's a pretty tough little freshman. Now the question is, who was his loss to? Was it a quality loss? Well I, well, I couldn't hear. What did he say? Was it a quality loss? Who did he get beat by? Oh, he, uh, he lost to, um, uh, I'm going to say, a uh, Northwestern kid that was been around for a while. I mean, it was a good tight match. Um, Could have went either way, and it, this time it didn't go his way. So um, it, it, the kid was pretty good, though, yeah. Now you said uh, twin brother then. That would be 113 Bowen Keith. He finished third place. He's going to wrestle uh, freshman Colton Bullenbacher from South Adams in the first round. Okay, uh, Bowen, like I said, he's he's the um, he's a thirteen pounder that's a, a little shy of weight. He probably weighs uh, a solid one ten, one eleven. You know, um, eating everything he wants. Um, you know, and he's a freshman, and he's he's had a pretty good year too. I mean, it, given the weight up, it, it's uh, it's a little bit difficult for a freshman to do that. But you know, he's he's uh, welcomed it and, and and done pretty good this season. Now, Tony, when you were on our show earlier this year, didn't you tell us that you have three sets of brothers on that team? Oh yeah, yeah. There's uh, actually there's four sets of brothers. Those two <laughs> twins. Yeah, we, we. Yeah, I could I could take. If uh, if worse came to for worse, I could probably uh, get my get in the school bus and stop at four houses and and go win a dual meet. You know. <laughs> so, that's, coach, that's good stuff. Again, at one twenty, you've got another matchup with South Adams. As uh, it's going to be a pretty good first round matchup. Jaden Jett was your second place finisher at one twenty. He's going to get Silas Loshi, who was a ticket rounder last year, who finished third at our sectional. Yeah, Jaden Jett's a freshman. He's uh, he's one of my he's my youngest boy's uh, real good friend. He's been around uh, the the entire time since we started the program. Um, done everything we ask, and he's uh, a little hard nosed kid. That's uh, um, he's getting better every day. I, I I like everything that's happening with that kid. Now at 126, you've got Jesse May. He's got a tough task, and uh, uncle uh, uh, of Landon Birch is standing over here. But Landon had a heck of a tournament, um, and uh, he sure he sure looks to me like a semi-state champ out of our area. 
Yeah, uh, Jesse, um, we'll just keep that quiet with Jesse, and we'll just send a wind him up and send him <laughs> Don't out there tell and see him, what happens. Right. Yeah. Hopefully he's not listening to the show. At 132 pounds, you've got Preston White. He's 23-3. and three. He's a senior, and uh, that's going to be a tough match for Cameron Clark of Jay County. Um, who was injured. I don't know if he – I haven't heard from Eric yet whether or not he's going to be able to go or if it's going to be Evan McAfee who moves into that spot. Because yeah, I think I, – um, I, I don't know what happened up there with that. Um, I know Preston's a senior. Um, he's, he's, been, he's been to the semi-state before. Um, he's, uh, you know, he's, he's been around. He knows what he, knows what he has to do to, to advance and, and – um, you know, it, it, I would say that uh, Preston should be ready to go, wh- whoever it is he faces. And I don't think I don't think he really cares, to be honest with you. Um, he's going to go do, wrestle his match, um, whoever it is. And we've seen that a lot in the last couple of years, especially in that regional round. I don't know what it is about it, but when you face a senior and, and they've got their career on the line, sometimes there's some big upsets there where you expect a freshman or a sophomore to move on and all of a sudden they get everything that senior has in that final match, and, uh, and they pull off a little bit of the upset. Yeah, so, it's, like I said, it's, it's, a, it's, a whole different, it's a whole different animal when, you, when you're talking about seniors and, and, and possible last matches and last six minutes they wrestle and all that. So, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're excited for him. So your younger yeah. son, Levi, is the, the fourth-place finisher at 138. He's going to get R.J. Heskett of Jay County. Sure, and and you know that weight class. Um, oh, and and, and you're in, in in the uh, sectional up there. Uh, we didn't know how it was going to you know fan out. Uh, we knew um, and how ours was going to fan out. There's there's a couple kids in our sectional that could be on the podium um, with uh, uh, Dylan Tuttle and and uh, uh, Julius Glinser. He those kids are pretty good. So um, you know. We're just we're just hoping to get some experience with Levi, um, get his feet wet, and and let him wrestle free. That's 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 the game plan that that Dad's telling him. You know, Coach is telling him to go out there and get it done. But um, just let him open up and see what see what happens. And then you had champs with your son at 145, and Keegan Kiesling was third at 152, and another champ at 160. Yeah, those guys have uh, they've been on all three of those. I mean. Um, Toby and Keegan and Austin, you know, they've been around for a while. They, they know what, they know what, what's, what's happening, you know? So, uh, I've told all the kids, we got six minutes to the semi-state and, um, you know, you, you cho- choose wisely what you do there, man. So, um, we, we don't know what's going to happen there. We know, we do know that they're going to be prepared and, and come out and wrestle hard. That's, that's, that's one thing that we're. We can promise. Hey, Tony, this is Rex. You know how the layout of Jay County High School is, right? And the press box and the, the media stand is up in that corner up there in the white box up there. Can you let oh, your 215-pounder yeah. know where we sit? And uh, if the chocolate chip muffins come back up they, it wouldn't hurt up that area, it wouldn't hurt our feelings any at all. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he, he, had, he had donuts last week. Yes, so, uh, that's what we're talking um, about. Yeah, that's, yeah he's, he, we're, we're, we're really doing our work to get him to make it to the semi-state. We need <laughs> – we need to make sure that the, the food keeps coming. So at uh, 170, you were at fifth place. But 182, you've got Dalton May at 180. Uh, let's see, he'll be wrestling Isaiah Bragi of Norwell. Boy, did he look good against Christian Somerset in the finals. Um, obviously, those two are 1-2 in the semi-state. Uh, probably a pretty tall task for, uh, for Mr. May. 
Yeah, it's it's one of those things where we're going to go wrestle hard and see you know see what where it takes us. Get some more experience. Um, if if it's if we don't have enough, we'll 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 gather up in off season and try to get better. And so. then your two big guys, like you said, Brant Thornburg, fourth place at two twenty. He'll be wrestling Cameron Farmer of Bluffton, who had uh, uh, an upset win to beat Jacob Platner in the finals. And then at two eighty five, you got Garrett Smith, the second place wrestler. He'll be wrestling Peyton Bennett of Jay County. Sure. Yeah. Um, and, and Garrett, Garrett is a, um, Garrett's a senior and, and, and he knows it's his last go around. So, um, we'll see how long, you know, um, he wants to go. Uh, he's, he's one of those kids that's working hard in the room, um, getting better every day. You know, he's been around for a while. So, um, we'll hope, hopefully his, uh, uh, experience helps him here. Well, coach, we thank you for joining us and we got to move on to our next segment, but we certainly want to congratulate you. Uh, what a terrific accomplishment to win a sectional title. I saw on Twitter that you guys had a rally afterwards at school to, to recognize what you guys had done in a team. And I think that's pretty cool. Oh yeah, it's good. It's good. Hey, Tony, I'll be wearing my Cowan uh, gear on Saturday. That's, I appreciate that, AJ. Well, you know, you gave me the nicest stuff. I got to wear it. You guys yeah, you know, proved I, you you're did, the real you deal. You get the little special, special yeah. one there. I might have mine on if there's uh, some chocolate chip muffins in store for the 218 punter. So we're good with that. All right, thanks, Tony. I appreciate you calling in. Okay, we'll see you Saturday. That's been uh, Coach Tony Abbott of the uh, Cowan Blackhawks, uh, sectional champions. And with that, I'm going to send it back to the – oh, you got to read something? Dan? Yeah, I just okay, wanted to sorry. tell you that uh, Madman Wrestling Academy at uh, the Jay County sectional, they had 12 of the 14 champs uh, wrestled for one time or another with Tim Myers Academy. And uh, he also told me that 21 out of the 28 finalists came through Madman in the last year. Um, he's saying, Tim, is that they're going to have a two-day camp before ISWA folk-style state in uh, March. And regular practices will begin then with a spring spe- session April through May. Um, so if you're looking to uh, get your young wrestler uh, a lot more mat time with a, a great mentor like Tim Myers, the state champ, then uh, give Tim a call and, and look up Madman Wrestling Academy. With that, we send it back to the studio to Steve Rouser on the board for us for Ronald round of commercials. We'll be back with our third period right after this. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. Looking for a trusted name in home or farm insulation? Ted Sprunger Insulation has been taking care of families in our area since 1978. When it comes to spraying foam and cellulose insulation, Ted Sprunger Insulation can't be beat for service or price. Give them a call today at 273-5068 or at 824-3021. That's 273-5068 or 824-3021. Ted Sprunger Insulation. Enjoy neighborhood living and peace of mind for your family in a two-bedroom, one-bedroom, or studio apartment at Adams Woodcrest Assisted Living. New address, new home, new life with household amenities including menu choices and times tailored to your liking. A family room with fireplace and bistro laundry and housekeeping services. A state-of-the-art response system and medication reminders are included, too, at Adams Woodcrest Assisted Living, 1300 Mercer Avenue in Decatur. For a private tour, call 260-728-4038. 
Welcome back to Hagger Seven Hill High School Wrestling Week, hosted by the Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. Once again, we're live from the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill, Rexburg, along with Dane Filling and AJ Calvin. We're joined by another AJ on a phone, Coach AJ Bradley of Muncie Central. How you doing tonight, Coach? I'm doing pretty good. And you guys? We're good. We had a good meal, and uh, the boys are drinking a couple of libations, and I got me a mellow yellow going here. But other than that, we're doing good. That's good. <laughs> Well, Coach, uh, we just uh, got off the phone with Coach Abbott and uh, of the champion Cowan Blackhawks, and uh, I think uh, you, as well as anybody, are going to be able to appreciate just what that means that Cowan have won a, a, a sectional title. It's awfully impressive. Uh, it was a big deal. It was pretty awesome what Tony's been able to do out there. You know, and uh, being one of his former wrestlers and then also coaching with him at Southside for years. And I have to admit, I was very proud and I'm very happy for the success that he's having. And I think it's that whole Muncie area that supports him. I saw Mark Foreman, one of his former uh, teammates, put a big tweet out to him uh, after the sectional. I mean, so that group of guys that wrestled back in the day and the, for Johnny Smith that just hang really tight together. They've helped build up that Delta team and uh, he's built up that Coward team. And I think they're trying to bring, bring good quality wrestling back to Muncie. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, Muncie, especially Muncie Southside, has a very rich wrestling background, as you guys know in that area. They've had some doozies with Belmont over the decades. And, yes, they have. You know, it's just good to be part of that family and that history, and I'm glad that it's starting to spread out now. Well, Coach, we wanted to go through with you as we just ran through with Tony. He gave us a rundown of the Cowan wrestlers and what can we can expect for our listeners. And uh, we wanted to go through your regional qualifiers we know that you've got a couple of head-to-heads. It seemed like last year it was all head-to-heads between Muncie Central and Belmont, but uh, it's going to kick off right away as we've got uh, Ike Rubel's parents sitting right here next to us, and you got to square off against the number three wrestler in the state to start off at 113 with Isaac Musgrove. But uh, he's just a freshman for you, and he's going to get a good experience wrestling somebody like Ike. Oh, yeah, it's going to be great. We're actually excited. I mean, I plucked Isaac off of the soccer field this year, you know, I said, hey, we need some lighter weights to come do it. You know, he said, ah, no, and he went and tried out for basketball. And, you know, thankfully he didn't make it. So he decided <laughs> to come wrestle for us. And he ended up having a really good season for a kid who's never been on the mat. That's terrific. wins, yeah. uh, 11 losses, and he's really excited. And I told him today at practice, I said, hey, you get to go against one of the best in the state. This is your chance to see what we need to do. So let's just go have some fun. Awesome. That's a great opportunity for him. And then uh, your next wrestler, as I look through here, is at 132 pounds, and that's Lyric Waters. And he's going to be wrestling, as I look here, it's going to be Doby Litchfield, also from Belmont. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lyric's another guy. Um, he was JV this year. It was weighing about 245, and there was a spot opened up at 32, and I asked him if he was interested because his fat test would let him. He said, sure. So he dropped there for us. He works hard every day. He's a team guy, and he's another freshman that we're excited about who's shown a lot of growth and just wrestling in this regional is going to be huge for him. Yeah, and I think that 132-pound class is, is pretty, was pretty deep at your sectional with Preston White finishing third. Yeah, I mean, it was just a, to get out of that sectional as a, a freshman with very little wrestling experience was impressive for him. And as I said, y- your next wrestler at 145 is also wrestling Belmont, and that's uh, Wyatt Royston, and that's who Garrett Manley's going to get. Yeah, well, that happens when you have some force in your sectional. We tend to match up with Belmont. Yeah, but Wyatt's a, he was a kid, uh, 
that I'm glad to see he finally made it through. He had an early match and he was losing 12 to four and ended up pinning the guy with about 15 seconds left. And he's battled hard for a couple of years and he finally made it to that next level. So he's one of those kids you're just happy for. He shows up every day and works hard and he makes the kids around him better. And then at 160, you've got Jagger Scott, and he's going to be wrestling Blake Pruitt from Jay County. Yeah, that's a match I'm, I'm excited for because they both wrestle very similar styles. Uh, Jagger's a returning semi-state qualifier. Uh, this is only his second year ever wrestling, and uh, he gets better all the time. And, you know, I'm pretty excited for that one. It's going to be an interesting match to watch, and, you know, we like what we're doing. And uh, one of those things that's kind of ironic, at 182, you're telling your kid, Titus Waters, you're telling him, hey, third-place match means something. You want to you get that better spot. You want to finish third instead of fourth. And what's his reward? He gets the number one wrestler in the semi-state in Christian Somerset. Oh, yeah, and we knew, like, 182 was very good at Jay County, and it was also really good at large with Jackson from Delville and Paige from Monroe Central and us in May. And then we throw in your guys as well. There's going to be some good wrestlers in that weight class going home. And we've wrestled Somerset twice. Each time we've got a little better. The second time was better than the first time. We said that's our goal is just to keep improving against him. So that, that's our goal is to keep going. And I said, hey, if you know the best is to wrestle top guys, so let's go do it. And at 195 pounds, you've got Michael Dunn, just a sophomore, 13-4. and four. I saw him. Uh, at Newcastle when I was down there with you guys, and he's going to be wrestling Jacob Landis from Bluffton. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Dan, he's a character. Uh, he comes from a wrestling family. His older brothers were very successful. Um, he has a very few matches because he came back from an injury this year. Uh, he, he's a goofy guy, works hard. We like him. The guy that he's wrestling, it's going to be funny. They actually look very alike. Like, it's going to be kind of weird. I hope they don't wear the same singlets. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> But uh, thank that's God a, for the legs. That's going to be a good match. <laughs> then at two twenty, you've got Jordan Segal, uh, who uh, is a senior at twelve and eight, and he's going to be wrestling Tyler Luther from Norwell. I know Norwell had some some lineup changes there at two twenty and heavyweight throughout the year, so Luther wasn't exactly varsity the whole year. Ah, uh, yeah, you know, Jordan. He's a he's a spirited guy. He's a a football player who wrestles to kind of help stay in shape. You know, he's all conference and he's going to college to play football. Uh, he's got a great heart and he goes hard and we're excited for that match. Sometimes you got to calm him down a little bit, uh, but he's a goer. And coach, I know I've talked to you all year about Jason Orr at heavyweight and he's kind of got your hopes and dreams. I think uh, of going the furthest this year and he comes out a sectional champ. He is going to be wrestling Sam Kephart of Bluffton who took fourth place by default as there were only four wrestlers in the weight class. And uh, I think you are set up uh, really, really well. But you got to tell you, we've got a pretty good story at Belmont coming through with Dalton Robinson, who uh, won his first tournament of his life in sectional on Saturday. And uh, just a really good story. Uh, I, I'm sure it is. And J Jason's got a, a good one. I mean, he... He lost his very first match of the year at Beach Grove and went out and made a, you know, a mistake. And he came off and looked at us and said, not again. And since then, he's ran off 23 straight wins. Uh, had a couple impressive ones. And, you know, he's shown growth every year. He's a 500 wrestler as a freshman, made it to regional uh, last year, bumped up to heavyweight, went to semi-state. And this year, he's just been rolling as well. And, you know, we got to wrestle Belmont in all these first-round matches. So it would be nice if we can finally wrestle one later on in the tournament like the finals. So I would take that match up completely. <laughs> hey, Coach, how, how big? I'd love to see you late. Coach, how big is your heavyweight? 
<laughs> Coach, how big how big is your heavyweight? How much does he weigh? Uh, how much does he weigh? Uh, he weighed out today at two forty one. Okay, so and we know that uh, Jason has beaten Car- Carter Lewis twice this year, both by fall. Yes. Uh huh. So once at Newcastle, and then we wrestled him at South Adams. So definitely good results there, and um, it was a great tournament for Dalton Robinson, but I know Carter Lewis is hoping to bounce back, and uh, I think he's got a really good chance of advancing to semi-state. And, uh, Coach, we're just really looking forward to seeing you on Saturday and uh, getting everybody from the Muncie area up to us to uh, Jay County and uh, there with the Big Patriot and with Rex and AJ, and it's going to be a good day on Saturday. Uh, well, we're excited, and we're looking forward to making the trip, and I'll be looking for you guys. Hey, before I forget, I've got to plug our newest sponsor, and that's Defense Soap. They're the sponsors of our uh, After the Final Whistle, our podcast portion, and they've got uh, a little goodie bag here that I'm going to give you on Saturday. They've got a couple of individually wrapped uh, uh, body wipes and some antifungal soap that you can uh, hand to uh, whoever makes it the furthest with your team and needs to wash off the most. But uh, we definitely appreciate Defense Soap and uh, their sponsorship of our program. Oh, that's awesome. And, you know, I'm sure they'll love it. So I'll bring those to you on Saturday along with a, uh, a bag for Coach Abbott also. All right. That sounds good. And thanks for having me on, guys. Love the show. Perfect. And, you know, Rex and I are not afraid to say it. We would probably wear a Muncie Central shirt if you brought one for us on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, he, I'm not sure if Rex would ever wear a Muncie South shirt, but he would He would probably wear purple. A Rebel shirt back in the day? I think uh, Abbott, one of those guys, maybe maybe gave me an old one back in the day when Pease and Whitcliffe and uh, Abbott and those guys were on that team. I may, them, may have a Rebel shirt at home. You stole it out <laughs> of somebody's locker, Rex. Okay, what's the point? Hey, Coach, thanks a lot uh, for calling in, and we'll talk to you on Saturday. All right, thanks. See you guys then. That's been Coach A.J. Bradley of the Muncie Central Bearcats. Is that what they are? I think so. With that, I'm going to send it back to the studio to Steve Rouse running the board for us for around the commercials before we come back for our overtime session right after this. Hi, this is Jesse from Heller Nursery. Heller Nursery is located four miles west of Decatur in between 224 and 124 on 400 West. We are open all winter long. Come check out our large selection of house plants. We have snake plants, succulents, ficus, and so many more. Heller Nursery is always a season ahead, so stop in during the winter months to plan for spring. New crops are available weekly. Check out Heller Nursery's Facebook page for current selection and specials. We are open seven days a week, year-round. You don't always need an attorney, but when you do, the man to call is Brad Weber. Brad has extensive experience in most legal matters and will help you make your problems disappear. Keep this number handy, 452-7045. That's 452-7045. You just never know when you'll need the services of an experienced litigator like Brad Weber. Groundbreaking service from Adams Memorial Hospital and its doctors is here. Anyone wishing to receive medical attention from the convenience of their own home can now use telemedicine. Adams Medical Group allows you to use telehealth visits to speak directly to your provider from your computer or smartphone. Telehealth visits typically take 10 to 15 minutes and include a diagnosis and, if needed, prescriptions. Call your doctor's office for more information. Hershey's Elk High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. And, uh, Dane, you and I had the uh, special night, the Italian sandwich and the tater tots. But uh, 
Joe and Becky had a plate full of nachos, looked like a trash can lid they brought out here to them. And, uh, it was the biggest plate of nachos I'd seen in a long time. And uh, so the food at Double Eagle is always good. Just ask AJ. He's been here numerous times. There's sandwiches, there are chicken wings. Uh, um, I work with a guy I used to eat here at lunch when he worked here at Rev, and he said the Double Eagle Burger was his favorite in town. Great food. Stop in on Sundays. Uh, they've got shrimp and wings on a, at, with a special price, very inexpensive. Fridays, uh, any your burger, however you want it for a special price, you just can't beat the food. It's quality food, always cooked fresh, and the Double Eagle does it right. And if you're looking for a place to talk wrestling, you can show up here just about any night of the week and find yourself a former state qualifier or state placer or a great supporter of our broadcast. Yeah, we so had we've a got sp- a couple supporters a, over there. We had a sponsor hanging up over the thing listening to wrestling here when uh, Nate Bowers, one of our paint. We started the show. We had nobody listening, and we've attracted one, two, three, four, five. It's not you. It's the food. <laughs> They're just here for you, AJ. Hardly. So, Rex, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about Big, Big Ten Wrestling. No, uh, you're going to talk about uh, this week on WZVD. Oh, before. WZVD. We've got to do the we, WZVD schedule we have, first. We have to wrap up our regular show, Dane, before we go to this special Okay, that works, that works for me. So, tomorrow night, it's the start of the Girls Basketball State Tournament. Belmont is playing Oak Hill. That game is at Norwell this year. Thank God it's not at Mississinawa because I don't have to drive there three times this week. That's a 7 o'clock tip, so uh, Dave Nathan will be on air starting at 6.30 roughly. And then we're going to be bringing you the Purdue at Maryland basketball game on tape delay as they moved the game. It was supposed to be at 8. Now it's been moved to 6.30. So that will be heard in its entirety afterwards. And then on Wednesday, we've got a doubleheader of games from Eastside High School as Adams Central will play Canterbury and Eastside will play South Adams. Really hoping that both the Adams Central and the South Adams girls teams advance to play each other in Friday's semifinal. Then on Thursday, it's back to the boys as we'll have Woodland at South Adams in boys basketball. Coach John Baker making his way down to the Star Dome. And then on Friday, we'll hear if Belmont wins their game against Eastern Greentown. And I'll tell you what, Rex, maybe it was the fact that we had the commissioner on here a couple weeks ago, but the basketball draw gods were perfect for WZBD because Adam Central and South Adams if they both win, we'll play each other in the late game, and Belmont will play in the early game on Friday. So we will be able to bring you all, all of, of the games all of Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. The only thing we can't bring you is both games at the same time on Saturday, obviously. Uh, but we will, if a team from Adams County advances to both sectional finals, we will bring them to you on tape delay, one live, one on tape delay. Um, and it should be a great weekend of basketball. Really hoping that this Belmont group of girls – uh, seniors, four of them, that they get a shot at uh, another sectional title, another shot at beating Norwell on Saturday. But it's going to be tough in there in uh, Norwell's home gym. So Friday we've got Belmont and Eastern. That's a 6 o'clock tip. South Adams or Adams Central or both will be playing from east side at 7.30 in the second game. Then on Saturday morning, tune in 7.30 sharp for Matt Conversé in the High School Basketball Coaches Show. He'll be joined by the boys' basketball coaches, and they'll talk about their week that they've had. And uh, South Adams Rex, they had a great game. They beat Canterbury by 30 points on Saturday. They had five guys in double figures. Um, Warner was scoring. Um, James Arnold had six or seven shots. Uh, Gilbert had five or six um, field goals. And Trey Shock had 19. 
Yeah, they, they had five guys. They had one guy at nine points, so they had five guys in double figures. So. Yeah, they had. Um, they lost three of their first four games of the year as they were getting ready to transition out of football, and they haven't lost since. They've won the ACAC title. Um, so a, a very, very good team and really looking forward to what they can do in the sectional. And then on Saturday, bright and early, we'll be on air right away at 8.30. That was perfect timing with Matt's show getting over this weekend as I sat at home on the couch listening with my wife. But uh, I'll be there with you guys on Saturday. And then hopefully on Saturday night, we've got two sectional title games along with some Purdue basketball. And then Sunday, what is it, AJ? It might be the Super Bowl. It's the Super Bowl, and it's going to be live. But it's not super because the Cleveland Browns aren't in it. That's true. It's well, can we call it that or, less or do we have, to call it, we have to call it the big game? The semi-Super Bowl. I think we have to call it the big game. Oh, we game. have to call it the big game? Yes, big we, game. We're not, we can't. It's, well, we it's, are an official carrier, Rex. I'm I think, not sure. I think for safety factor, <laughs> we just call it the big game. And yeah. then next week you'll have the Matt Painter Show at 6.05, and our program will begin at 7.05. <laughs> and we have got to pluck a guest out of the crowd on Saturday because right now we don't have anybody scheduled. So if you want to be a guest at our show, let us know and maybe you'll make your the phone will be ringing all week. Now. Oh, I don't know. You know Off that. the hook. With that, we'd like to thank everybody for tuning in. I'd like to thank all of our fine sponsors that allow us to uh, talk wrestling for an hour on the radio. And uh, we're getting ready to go into the after the final whistle uh, section sponsored by Defense Soap, our AKA podcast version. So with that, we're going to sign off. I'd like to thank Steve Rouse for running board for us. And uh, tune in next week, 7.05, Monday night, for more wrestling talk. Okay, Steve, we're done with that. Just keep, just keep uh, recording. Get Joe here Rubel over here. Joe Rubel, you're now our guest on the podcast version. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we want to hear you. We actually had a request for you earlier in the week. I hey. was asking about guests, and Eric Meyer said Joe Rubel would be a great guest. Hey, I told you I made the, the you made the statement, Ike Rubel, the number three ranked, and I said, "Hey, Dad, if the number two ranked guy misses weight, that doesn't means, that make you the number two ranked guy in the state?" I think so. It doesn't hurt. Well, Rex, here we are. It's just the two of us. Yeah, Did so. you miss me on Saturday? No, because it was pretty crowded up there. But this week we're going to have lots of room. The, yes, there is going to be lots of room. Um, I, uh, I appreciated you allowing me to still be part of the broadcast. I, I would allow you to witness how much room we have up there this weekend. I like that. I like that. But uh, it was great. And, uh, you know, if you would have offered me the chance at Belmont having five champs at the beginning of the day, I would have jumped on it and said, absolutely, what a great day that's going to be. And I might not have known who those five champs were going to be, but uh, it's been a while since we've had a, a tournament like that to win. And, you know, when it comes down to it, winning tournaments, we haven't had a whole lot of winners in the yeah. last two or three years in individual tournaments. Other than John and Ike and Kyle Lawson and then um, Caden Freet last year, in the last three or four years, those are the only individual winners we've had. We haven't had any Al Smith winners. That's the only individual tournament we go to. Uh, so it was great to see somebody new standing at the top of the podium. And, and then obviously uh, adding in what Ike's already accomplished. I gave you some of the statistics. Three, three-time champ, a chance to be one of the eight or nine four-time champs next year. Uh, just an awesome accomplishment. Well, the Belmont fans, they're, they're going to give me a, a hard deal, but we're on the way down, and AJ and I are talking, how many champs do you think you can have? And I said, one, maybe two. Honestly, and AJ goes, no, we got two, maybe three. I'm thinking I, maybe, maybe I said maybe three, three, 
you know, on a long shot, give fourth in there. And they really outperformed my expectations, and I'm glad they did. You know, make, make me look bad. I'll take that any day. But, uh, you know, you have Robinson win. You know, Duke was an unknown. I mean, he's a phenomenal wrestler two years ago. Well, we thought – I thought he would win yeah. because just yeah. the quality of the, of the young man and how good he has performed over the years as a seventh grader, let's say, at the last time he wrestled, maybe eighth grader, eighth grader. Uh, but you can't see Manley winning, and you can't see Robinson winning. No. And they both did. I mean, it was terrific. That's why you wrestle it. You can talk about it. You can look at the stats. You can see film. But you've got to wrestle it. And the kid with the biggest heart in the last two minutes of the match is probably going to win. You know, the, the one that I really felt bad for because I thought he had a great season, I actually tweeted out, you know, over the weekend, Keegan Martin. I thought coming as a freshman, AJ and I saw him first match of the season and said, hey, this kid is going to be really good for a freshman at 182 because he's wrestling up a weight class. He's not an 82-pounder. And um, he comes and he, he got one bad position, lost and lost a couple points. And it's Matt's because back of the down. legs. He yeah. put the legs in, and he got sloppy with them. And I was going to give the coaches a little bit of grief about that as to, boys, if you're going to use legs offensively on top, you better know what you're doing. And you know he was upset because when he's done, he sprinted out of the gym. He because, always runs off the mat. Because he, he, he knew he was better than that. And I tell you what, I had to tweet out and tell him, look, you had a phenomenal freshman season. really appreciate what you did. And we were pleasantly surprised about his season. And, you know, honestly – Sitting at home, looking at it and trying to analyze it, I, I don't want to slight Keegan Bloom, who finished fourth, or necessarily imply that I think Keegan Martin would have beaten him. But I do feel sorry for a kid who finishes fifth, really wanted to go on to that next uh, weekend, and doesn't get an opportunity to wrestle he, the kid who finished fourth. Guess what? He still might. You know, make weight. You don't know what's going to happen in this environment. You, you know, if somebody doesn't make weight or somebody can't but wrestle. Somebody gets COVID tested. Unfortunately, with the way the seeding works, he ends up being the sixth seed, and he wrestles the three seed, and he beats the three seed, and he beats the three seed twice, but he still doesn't get to advance because, to be real honest, that kid wasn't the third best kid there. And if that kid would have been seeded sixth and Keegan would have been seeded fifth, he would have had the opportunity to go head-to-head with Keegan Bloom, and I think that would have been a great opportunity for the two of them to wrestle a match to see who was going to move on. But, you know, that's not the way it goes, and that's how it is. Would have been hard for us to call with a couple of Keegans on a match at the same time. So. That would have been easy. Just, hey, Ke- Keegan's take down up, by Keegan's Keegan. down. <laughs> so, you know, and, uh, you know, credit to those kids too. Granted, they know that they're going to be the alternate, and this could be the year to be the alternate. Um, but... Mason Myers comes back and gets fifth place. Blake Luganbill comes back and gets fifth place. And, uh, and Keegan came back and got fifth place. And at that point, you know, it wasn't over yet, the team, the team race. And it's good to see those boys come back. And even though they've sort of had their hopes dashed of advancing to the next week, they still come back and score some really important team points. And I, I think uh, some of those kids, I thought Calvin Froat wrestled very well. He got caught in that splatel. I, I thought that that was going to be a lot closer match with Heskett. And uh, he got caught in a splatel. And, and that ended the match very quickly, but I thought Cal- Calvin was there. He's aggressive, come out, almost too aggressive, got caught in that splittle. But uh, I thought Calvin wrestled well. I thought Dobie Litchfield wrestled really well. I thought Ike wrestled well the, the uh, 63 seconds he was on the mat. But, uh, you know. You know, and let's give credit where credit's due. To, you know, Bryce Rickard had beaten one kid all year, and that was Finn Meyer from Adam Central. And so he you, had a rematch the first go-round. So you look at that bracket and you think, okay, if Bryce Rickard's going to have a good day, he's going to beat Finn Meyer. 
and he's going to be able to finish uh, in fourth maybe and move on. But not only does he do that, but he beats somebody else and he gets a pin, and those points were really important. important. Belmont only wins by 21 points. I bet 10 of those were from Bryce. Yeah, so you take the points that, that Bryce Rickard and Tate Crookerberg and Keegan score or Mason Myers score, the two or three of them combined, that's the difference. You know, and, and Jay County had a couple of kids who bowed out and didn't make it to the fifth and sixth round match, and that and that ended up a lot of it being the difference you know, in the team score. They wrestled very well, but I think Belmont kind of out wrestled them. They didn't go head to head a lot of times. I mean, the one big upset when uh, I thought uh, when Pruitt defeated who do you Manly, Manly, no, no um, um, Freet, Freet. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought that that match was a match that we thought we had in a bag, and I think they out wrestled us in that match. But uh, other than that, I think... The last 15 seconds, yeah. at least. Yeah. Yeah. Free and was four points ahead until he got taken down, put into his back. And like you guys were saying on the broadcast, Free comes back, and he scores the exact same amount of points that Pruitt scored. Um, By finishing from, from third that point. With, with pins. Yeah, they and, both ended up scoring 11 you, points after that. You texted me the bracket, and he actually came out okay because he's re- the, the wrestler he's taken on has a losing record. He's yeah, like, 160 there isn't exactly the deepest in their weight class. I'm looking at it now. He's going to end up facing Braxton Russell, a guy that we saw when Delta wrestled Adam Central. Uh, he's a freshman at 17 and 11. So if you look at it from that perspective, it's not like he's, he's going to wrestle a kid with two or three losses. But, you know, you've got to be ready for those those matches, there's no wrestle back in this round, the first round on Saturday. There are going to be, you know, how many are there? I can't even remember. But it's going to be cut in half. You know, you've yeah. got 100 or 150 kids at 106 pounds in the state right now. And after 1030 on Saturday, there's going to be 50% of those left. Now, you were not there uh, in body, but you were there in spirit. And you gave AJ and I a lot, a lot of uh, information from the background because we knew you were just antsy to do something. So AJ threw out a question and my phone had buzzed and you were texting in. So uh, we were appreciative of your support that day, uh, even though you were where you had to be. But uh, it, was a, it was a good day. It was a lot of great wrestling. And uh, I think the Braves wrestled above my expectation for sure. Well, it certainly wasn't fun missing. Uh, it's only the second sectional at Jay County that I've ever missed since 2002. The other one was the day my son was born. Why we had to have a kid during wrestling season, I don't know. Your I know, fault, I know how it works. It he was, was your fault. He was literally born at 9 a.m. on sectional uh, morning 2011. And I remember texting BJ uh, a picture, and he's like, get off your phone. I remember him texting me that. <laughs> but uh, You yeah. probably asked BJ, you think I could make it there for the semis? <laughs> we had a lot of fun, and I will tell you both, uh, I made it the entire day. We only listened to WZBD. Didn't take in a single uh, second of video, and we enjoyed it just as much as if we had been there. We wouldn't expect anything less. The food and drink was a little bit better at home than it was at Jay County. No, 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 no. You don't realize our sister station, WPGW, was sitting behind us. And Nat Woods' sister, uh, Mrs. Speck, or Speck, her son was wrestling the the 215-pounder. They brought us food. She brought us sausage she brought sausage, biscuits, and gravy, scrambled eggs for breakfast, didn't she? And they were wonderful. She did. They were great. They brought a big plate of nachos back in the afternoon. You missed it. I didn't get that, but everybody else did. Oh, well, I, I was downstairs. You didn't tell talk- me about that I part. was talking to the kids. He was shaking hands and kissing babies, and I was going to text him and say, hey, you got nachos up here, but guess who left their phone at home on Saturday? I thought it was attached to my hip permanently, but it wasn't. <laughs> so we did get food. It wasn't supplied by 
Jay County High School is supplied by the Jay County Wrestling Team sponsor, and we were very appreciative. I need, I need to get that out there and thank them for their hospitality. Well, next weekend's one of my favorite weekends of the year. Uh, the, the quality of wrestling really takes a jump up uh, from sectional. You don't have the forfeits. You've got some really good wrestling. There's a lot of pins in that first round, but when you get into the semifinals and into the finals, one of the things I like most about this weekend is that when it really comes down to it, because you don't have the draw in front of you, it doesn't really matter if you finish second, third, or fourth until you see what the draw was. And there's plenty of instances where a guy wished he'd finished fourth instead of third. Um, and I think that really lends itself to an atmosphere where everybody's going for the title. You know, there, there's no, well, I'd really like to get third instead of fourth type deal. Uh, I think there's a lot of really good wrestling. I also like the atmosphere at Jay County of getting both sectionals, uh, fan bases, and the coaches together. Uh, I love that there's swim sectional at the same time. You've got those crowds meeting. Uh, the parking lot is full, and it just really makes you feel like you're at a, a big event. Well, I was talking to some folks from Jay County, and they're not going to start the swim sectionals till we're done. Oh, because they probably can't because, because of, of COVID. That's right. So you're not going to see any swimmers running around until we're out of the building. Yeah, because usually now for the last couple of years, I've had to, to leave wrestling, go into the pool, and I'll tell you what, nothing's harder on a camera lens than going from that atmosphere and to going into the pool. My lens is always fogging up, so this time I'll leave the camera in the bag and, and maybe I'll let Grace take the swim photos. Now, I don't, I don't know if anybody's listening, but uh, you and I stopped at the... I uh, don't know if anybody's listening. Well, they're right well, here. From, from here, I don't eyes. know if anybody from Portland, Indiana is listening, but oh, there's the big gold arches. This is going to There's a big gold arches place in in. Portland, Indiana, that owes me a 10-piece nugget, and obviously, I'm not dying. Obviously, they don't I'm owe not, you, Rex, because I'm not letting it go until I get my nugs. They weren't giving it to you. Dane you, and I stood in, waited in line in the car 45 minutes after the tournament. I got shorted some nugs, and they would not give them to me. So He, wouldn't, he wouldn't let it go the whole uh, way there. He didn't follow the procedures. He had to either... Call them and tell them he didn't get his nugs. Yeah, it was 12, or show up his receipt. It was twelve fifteen. I, mean, I wasn't it's, calling it's back. It's right in. there on your receipt, Rex. I mean, yeah. just let it go. Uh, they owe me some nugs. <laughs> I'm calling uh, Ray Kraft himself. <laughs> You're gonna call Ray Kraft. I'm calling Ray Kraft. Okay, well that makes sense. I, I can, I can already feel the 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 ad revenue falling from uh, the Portland McDonald's for. WZBD. Everybody I saw, there was a hundred cars in line waiting to get their <laughs> exactly. nugs. Yeah. And, uh, so they're, I, they're not going to feel it. I really appreciate uh, all the uh, coaches and that have called in today. And one thing I, I've we saw the boss on Saturday, and he says, "How do you do that?" <laughs> he said, "That works really well." I said, "You oh. take one of these and you put an in hole right here." And he goes, "Okay, that's a good thing to know." So I, I figured something out, and the boss is like, "How do you do that?" Technology and all that spectac- yeah. spectacular when it really comes down to it. Hey, we want to let you know that our after the final whistle segment is sponsored by Defense Soap, and we've got uh, a couple of goodie bags here for Coach Abbott and for Coach Bradley for uh, appearing. No, that's the wrong verb. Uh, calling, calling, in. In. calling in to our show tonight, and uh, we want to thank Defense Soap for their partnership with us and. Uh, Linking up with our coaches as they uh, as that kind of stuff is more important than ever this season as everybody's trying to stay healthy and uh, we certainly wish everybody out there that's listening this week to the podcast to uh, to stay healthy and uh, let's make it through the end of this season as we're almost there okay. and everybody cross your fingers and they are they are a very good sponsor that I noticed them on uh, track wrestling this weekend when I was following they, their ad pops up a lot and uh, they're very nationally known for 
their products. Well, I sent them a link to our podcast, and they must have been impressed enough that they, they, they joined us as a sponsor, Rex. Really? Wash your hands, boys and girls. Social distance as much as you can. Wear your mask when you need to, and stay healthy. We've got a f- couple of weeks to go now. Let's let's make it all the way to the fu- to the finish. And stay away from the wrestlers. Whatever you do, just <laughs> stay away from the wrestlers. So, uh, as we were talking earlier about Dalton Robinson's big win, uh, it, it, I couldn't help but remember uh, another big win, unexpected win by a Belmont heavyweight, and that was Victor Boldemeyer. And I can't remember whether that was 04, 05, 06, what year that was. But Belmont had had a pretty decent heavyweight. They had gotten kicked off the team, and they didn't have anybody who was available. And I think Victor was maybe the, a freshman, 215-pounder, who was JV, and he came in. And I'm pretty sure he wrestled, if I'm trying to remember our schedule right, Homestead used to come uh, after the Belmont Super Duel. So I think he wrestled against Homestead, and I, he might, I think he got beat. And then he, he maybe got one more match in, and then he wrestled at conference, and he got pinned both times. And it was like, why are we even putting this guy in the lineup? He's just there to get a forfeit against Union City or whoever. And he comes in, and he pinned the, the, the top two seeds on his way to winning a sectional title. And I think he maybe had one or two wins in his career up to that point. And it just kind of reminded me of that. And I, I think back to those early days at the Jay County sectional and how much fun they were. And uh, I will never forget how excited um, Frank Bittner was <laughs> that uh, Victor Boldemeyer won that weekend. And uh, Frank's no longer with us, but uh, I think about him a lot. I spent a lot of time when I was in high school in those last years at Adam Central and the first years at Jay County riding down to sectional with Frank and uh, I'll tell you what, nobody would have been prouder uh, outside of, uh, of maybe Duke's late grandfather. Nobody would have been prouder than Frank Bittner on Saturday watching Duke Myers. Frank played a big role in Tim Myers' life, and uh, he would have really liked to have seen, seen Duke win on Saturday. As would his grandfather. Yeah, and it, it was a great tournament all around. Uh, there was a couple of big stories there. I think, I think the one that I tweeted out uh, when they had a tweet about uh, Duke winning a sectional championship, it's like, now, this is something that the Belmont faithful have been waiting for for a long time. We didn't know if it was going to happen this year. If it wouldn't have happened, you know, the world wasn't going to come to end. But him not being able to take part in his freshman season was, would have been devastating. But uh, we're glad he's in the lineup, and, and we hope he stays uh, healthy as long as he can. Well, he certainly adds a lot to, uh, to the Belmont lineup, and uh, there's just something about it on Saturday. Uh, I my wife's been in pretty bad shape the last couple of days. She smiled on Saturday when, when Duke won and gave me a high five. And uh, she understood how much that meant to Tim and to Katie uh, and to Duke as well. So with that, I believe the podcast session has ended. I'd like to thank everybody for coming on the show. I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in. I'd like to thank all of our sponsors. And most of all, I'd like to thank Steve Rouse for putting in the overtime for our after the final whistle section. And, uh, Tune into the podcast and listen to it. I listen to it work sometimes and uh, just kind of in the background. And the show is very well done. Our commercials that are read by uh, Quit bragging, Dave, Rex. Dave Nathan and <laughs> AJ back at the studio, are, it, it's a very fine production. And it's, it's a quality piece of work. And I know why people tune in and listen to it because it's enjoyable to listen to. And what I've also found is it, sometimes there are people who don't listen to podcasts on anything else. And uh, go out of your way to, to somebody who you think might lis- listen to the show on a regular basis. Show them how to pull up a podcast on their phone um, or how to access it on the Internet. It's always available on Indiana Matt also. So with that, 
Tune in next Monday night at 7.05 for more wrestling talk on a Haggard Sefton Hershey's Elt High School Wrestling Weekly. Good night, everybody.